Welcome to Guerrilla Discipleship. My name is Kevin Baker. I'm Tim Parker. We get to host uh, our time together, and we're just always uh, in uh, awe of the fact that we get to do this and get to talk with you about what it looks like to be disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And uh, we're in a, a, a little few-week series here about more in 24. We're talking about the fact that 95% of Christians have never helped lead one person to a place where they understand God's love for them and, and are now walking and following Jesus. And so we, we're we basically saying that we want to um, invite all of us to be in that 5% uh, that have could say, wow, God has given us one of the greatest gifts in the world, and that is that we've been uh, used by him to help introduce someone to Jesus in a way that's it's actually radically transformed their life and uh, given them life. It's like a birthing. You know, the Bible talks about this new life, this new birth. Uh, and so we are we are looking to be spiritual parents going into 2024. And uh, my prayer for all of us is that we will have big spiritual families. You may have one. Maybe you're not even a parent at all. Or maybe you have one or two kids. Uh, we have five. Tim has, how many you have? Two. Two. Uh, we, I just want to make sure he knew. Um, I'm hoping that we have hundreds of spiritual children in 2024 and beyond as God uses us to bless them. So we've been talking about uh, how to do that. We Just to review, if you're kind of just plugging in with us, we've been looking at this acronym of BLESS. Maybe Tim would just review yeah. where we've been. Begin with prayer and listen to others. Okay. We also, I think we had three Ps. Yeah, we I did. All what we they did, were, but they were. Um, Listen. Well, we were. We were. Yeah. We, yeah. Since since neither of us can remember exactly what those three P's were, go back and watch last week's episode. But today we're going to talk about the E in bless, which is one of my favorite activities: eating. Mine too. And say more about yeah. it. So, what are we doing? Why is bless a part of spiritual becoming a spiritual parent? Uh, or excuse me, why is eating uh, a part of becoming a spiritual yeah. parent? Uh, I think that eating is a, a key. Um, piece of disciple making because there's a level of intimacy and intention and conversation and comfort that takes place while mm. we're eating a meal together. I was just talking to Kevin before we started. I said, I don't think we typically as humans eat at places where when we're in fight or flight mode or eating mm. when we're not finding peace. Eating is usually a time of comfort, a time of relaxation. And when you share a meal with people, uh, there's just some sort of I don't know how to put a word to it. I'm not sure if it's a psychological thing or if it's a biochemistry thing that just tears and breaks down the walls. Yeah. Uh, we even said earlier that we don't often eat with enemies. Mm. Uh, I mean, even if we do, you do it for long enough, eventually you're not an enemy anymore. I think maybe that's why in middle school when people get fights, they I'm yeah. going to go eat with someone else. They get upset. But there's just something powerful about inviting someone to eat uh, in a world where we're always running, always texting. We don't even have phone calls anymore. Because that's just a conducive to a conversation with nothing else. Yeah. It's a conversation where there's no screens, no anything else to take away except for the person in front of Could you. Could be screens. People look at their yeah. phone even at the table. <laughs> well, this E, what we're asking is <laughs> yeah. no screens if possible. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and, just, and just get to really know someone. So we talked about listening, but really listening maybe more than just with your ear or on a sidewalk or at work or on the phone is really saying, hey, we're going to take this hour, 90 minutes, two hours to eat and really listen. And then that's when you can really dig deep into conversation. You can see their body language. You can hear their heart. And also it creates opportunities, which is another S we'll get to later, 
to learn how to share your story or how to serve them. It's mm. it's kind of a, a deeper level of listening that I don't think we always have in our um, our culture. And I think it's a, a, a really big rhythm that we see oftentimes yeah. in the Bible. Uh, I'll say this one and then you can maybe share some passages too. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind is Zacchaeus. Mm. So Jesus is walking down the road. I believe it's in Jericho. Zacchaeus, the little wee little man, I'm sure he's not happy about that, getting that caricature. Uh, that's how we describe him, is up in a tree. Jesus says, hey, I'm coming down. I'm going to eat at your house. Yeah. And after he ate at his house, he paid back everyone double. He restored everything. You see some yeah. restorative justice. And he, from what we can tell, becomes a follower of Jesus. Mm. Uh, and so there's just something powerful to the meal. Um, yeah, there's tons of parables about it as well, too, that I think that's, that's a pivotal point. We can always talk at people or pray with people in passing or on the phone or on social media, but not once you stop and agree to pause with someone else, I think that's a, uh, a, a key movement towards um, being spiritually obvious, towards having spiritual conversations, towards having invitations. It's mm. uh, that the eating, that meal is a place where that happens. It doesn't have to be a big meal. It doesn't have to be a fancy meal. Doesn't have to be. You don't have to pull out all the stops. It just needs to be. Hey, we're gonna let's take some time to eat together. Boy, I, Tim, I appreciate all of that you just said. I, I would. I, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, uh, there's so much about eating in the Bible, from Genesis mm-hmm. to Revelation. Uh, we're we're uh, we were created for uh, to to for food, uh, and and the reality is, or to need food. The reality is, God in His uh, wonderful teaching on how to pray, said pray for our daily bread, this mm-hmm. idea that, but I mean, think about all the festivals in the in the uh, Hebrew scriptures and with the Hebrew people. God loved those. They're often, in fact, one of the most um, unbelievable festivals that the Passover festival was all about food and the, every part of the meal had symbolism. And so food's important uh, to us. It's important to God. Meals are important. We gather together. We invite all of our family and friends. It's kind of interesting. We're almost at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so you and I, all of us are going to be eating, hopefully, with friends and family. Um, I was thinking also, uh, uh, shoot, as you get older, it goes out of your head. I was hoping it wouldn't. So I'm going to have to come back to it. But something else Tim said there that just reminded me of uh, something about eating. But I'll come back to it when my old brain clicks back in. But eating is... Um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. See how it works? Um, you'll all get old, too. Uh, it, it, I would say not only don't be a, a big meal, but don't worry about cleaning your Correct. house. And we're inviting people to see who we are. We're not putting on airs. We're not putting on a show. We're not trying to impress. We're trying to be real with people. And so one of the things that I think often hinders us from inviting people over in our culture is that we've been so used to impressing people with our homes, with our decorations, with our menu. That's the opposite of what Jesus, I think, uh, did and, and what, he, what we're encouraging. What we're encouraging is just invite people into, the, into your home. Let them see who your family is. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, your family's probably very much like their family. Um, another thing that, that occurred to me about eating, I've said this before, um, my dad had an anger problem, and one of the biggest places where uh, our family gathered was we. my mom cooked dinner every night. We had family dinner pretty much every night, 
But family dinner for me was not always a very restful place because that was where uh, anger could be. And I can remember lots of meals as a kid where my stomach was in a knot while I was trying to eat because there was there was an unsettledness in the room. There was a there was anger. There was uh, just an uncomfortability around that. And so even that's kind of interesting, right? That that um, it's hard to eat. I mean, maybe that it's, yeah. I'm trying to tie this into yeah. what you said, Tim. It's it's hard to eat with enemies because our bodies are are in this um, fight or flight kind of place in defense mode. And uh, some of you may know what I'm talking about in terms mm-hmm. of your dinner table being very much uh, a, not a peaceful place. But eating is meant for us to actually enjoy the food. In fact, one of the reasons I've read that people in, the, in our culture gain weight is that we have lost the art of eating. We eat while we're doing other things. We work while we eat. Mm-hmm. We watch television while we eat. So we're not really enjoying the food. We're not processing yeah. food well. We're, and so you, you, we tend to eat poorly. We tend to eat more than we should. We tend to eat um, the things that, that aren't healthy for us instead of actually sitting down at the, at the table and making the enjoyment of food and the enjoyment of each other's company uh, really something that we're after. So yeah. all, all of that to say, you know, we're talking a lot about uh, different aspects of meals and food, but the idea of taking someone to lunch Hey, or, or going out to lunch. You don't even yeah. have to take them, but just to invite yeah. a coworker. Hey, let's get lunch sometime. Or, uh, you know, a friend. Hey, would, could we grab some coffee? Because it doesn't have to be a full meal. Just right. grabbing coffee. One of the reasons we, you know, most churches these days, and we do too, we have uh, coffee and, and refreshments uh, in between our services is because it's easier to talk to someone with something in your hand. Mm-hmm. It opens the door for some conversation while you're, sharing a donut or, or having a donut and talking about coffee or, or talking with coffee. So that's what we're saying that that as we think through how are we going to become spiritual parents, how are we going to have spiritual conversations? What is it going to look like for us to be used by God? Food, meals, yeah. uh, inviting people into mm. our homes is going to be like, a, a critical I part. I like the level that you put there. It's kind of like, hey, get coffee together. Yeah. Hey, maybe we get lunch together. Maybe even if I want to show you God's blessing in my life, I even treat you if that's something you can financially swing. And then maybe even, hey, come meet my family, which is even way more intimate. I love that. Yeah. But on the, on the flip side of things, I think it's also important that when someone invites you to their house or mm. invites you to go eat, even if they're the person that smells funny or annoys yeah. you at work or yeah. maybe doesn't speak the same language you well fluently, you don't say, um, or maybe even this happens occasionally. I think maybe it happens to you too as well. Someone who doesn't awfully have a lot, you kind of know they don't have a lot and they still invite you over. You don't go, oh man, like you don't have furniture in your house or, oh no, like I don't like your food. I think as disciple makers, when someone invites you in, you just go. Yeah. I mean, maybe you eat McDonald's before or after. I don't know. Uh, don't worry about that. But I think we, you can't, you shouldn't, especially if you've been praying for this person or especially if you feel God prompting you, turn it down however uncomfortable it might actually be. I have a weird story that just <laughs> popped into my head about food that is a little bit different than this, but yeah. I, it, I'm going to tell it. We'll see what happens. It just happened this week. Um, let's see, today, uh, it's a couple of days ago, I was here in, in Olney, and I needed to get some food, and I ran to Safeway, and I was on the I was on the phone. It was a crazy day, crazy busy day, 
and as I'm walking into Safeway, I'm talking on my phone, which I don't like to be in stores talking on my phone, but I, I figured I'd end the conversation as soon as I got uh, in the store. But as I approached the Safeway here in Olney, uh, there was a man standing outside the door and I noticed that when, as I got closer, I noticed that he, it didn't look, it looked like I was going to be confronted. Mm-hmm. And so he said to me, as I'm, I'm still on the phone and I'm going, I'm, I'm walking at a, I walk at a fast pace. And he said to me, um, could you give me a couple of dollars for uh, some food? So this is how, this is what happened. I, I told the person on the phone, I said, hey, I need to, to hang up. And I said, uh, I said, sure, come on in and uh, I'll buy you some food. And so we get into the store. I'm in a hurry. He says, do you want me to just meet you back here and get, get what I want and come back here? I said, yeah, I'm going to go get what I need. You go get what you need. So we were both only a couple of minutes. We meet back and he had um, uh, a rotisserie chicken, a bag of potato chips, and two big things of uh, brownies. I mean, already made up brownies. And uh, he said, uh, he said, this is all I'm getting. And I said, okay, great. So we go over. I'm still in a hurry. Uh, and, uh, so we go over to the self checkout mm-hmm. and I, I said, you go ahead and check out for, you know, you go ahead and, and do your items first. And he's doing his checking his items out and he's putting them in a bag. I hate paying for bags. <laughs> and I just say this. That's exactly what I was thinking. When and you said so that. he starts putting them in like four bags and I'm like, Hey, could you just use two bags? I can't believe I'm spending $30 <laughs> helping this guy have a meal but I'm penny pitching him on a bag because somehow philosophically that just irritated me. But anyway, so uh, he's like, oh yeah, I can fit it in two bags. And I'm like, okay, great. And so uh, he gets his bags and, I, and, and he said, thank you. And I said, yeah. And I made sure, this is what I said to him. I said, while he was putting his stuff in his bags, I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, um, hey, I just want you to know that God really loves you. And he said, oh, I, I believe in God. And I said, well, uh, all, of, all of what I'm doing here is really just to show you the love of God. And, uh, and he, he walked out, he, he went ahead. I said, that's fine, you go ahead. I'm just gonna finish paying uh, for my stuff. And he went ahead. After that um, experience, the next day, I realized what a failure I, I had been in that. Um, I wonder if you know the failure. Do you, do you see the failure in it? Because at first it- You could have offered to eat with them? Is that what you're thinking? No. Okay. Here's what I didn't do. I didn't, I don't think I did anything in that like Jesus would because mm-hmm. I didn't treat him like a person. He was a bit of a bother to me. I was trying mm-hmm. to help him, but I never once did this. I didn't say, hey, my name's Kevin. What's your name? No. I didn't spend any moments getting to know him. And I, a little bit, if I'm, if I'm honest, I, you know, I'm sort of going through this Busy thing, patting myself on the back, like, oh, look, I'm buying this guy dinner. It was more transactional than transformational. It was exactly right. Everything I did with him was transactional. Mm. And I, I had a moment where I could have stopped and said, okay, yeah, I'm in a hurry. But I could have stopped to say, hey, you know, my name's Kevin. What's your name? Uh, asked a few questions about what was going on. Um, man, is this something that's an ongoing need for you? And figured out how to to actually meet him in his life, all I did was was process a transaction uh, that I'll never, you know, I, I don't know what the cost of, of all of that was, but if it was $30, um, I'm not going to miss that. $30.50. $30. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> For the two, pot, to the two plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm not going to miss that $30, but I missed an opportunity. So I'm not trying to be hard on myself. I'm, I'm just trying to say that that um, there's so much more to this. It, go, it ties into the food thing yeah. in the sense that it's not just giving food. We're yes. not just feeding bodies. We're actually trying to have a relationship. We're, and there's something, as Tim said earlier, there's something about food that opens the door to intimacy, to, to just sharing life together in a way that... Um, that it allows us to go in that quad in that conversation quadrant. It allows us to go from, you know, casual conversation to usually meaningful, even spiritual conversation. Um, it just lends itself that way because food seems to open the door that way. So, as you're blessing people, mm-hmm. and and we're going to continue to finish this out. But uh, bless is begin by prayer. Pray for yourself. Pray for. This is what I think we said. Pray for the person that you, you, you're asking uh, that God, you know, who it is, and then pray for partners in all of this. Begin to listen to God. Listen to others. Listen. I'd say I had a moment to listen, and I didn't choose mm. to do it. I, I missed a listening moment there. Um, and then the E is invite people to eat with you and, and, and allow people to invite you to eat with them. Uh, try and say yes to as many of those opportunities and look at them as as spiritual opportunities for uh, God to join you and make sure they're not transactional, mm-hmm. but that they're actually relational so that God can use those relationships. Because the kingdom of God is all about relationships, and we we build the kingdom through relationships. Tim, anything else that you want to No, say? I love that. Uh, I know it's difficult to be invited over sometimes, Yeah, but uh, bite the bullet and do it. I can think of all the times I've been invited over to eat at someone's house that I was hesitant to go to, and 10 times out of 10, it was a transformational experience for me and mm. or for them. And it's time, right? At least for me, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, uh, I can grab something, mm-hmm. uh, I need to eat, I know I need to eat, but if I go over to someone's house, it's gonna be a couple of hour visit, and do I have the time for that? Well, it takes time to give birth to a child. It mm-hmm. takes time to get pregnant. It takes time for that baby to develop spiritual birth takes time. Let's uh, let's let God have the time, and eating is one of the ways that we can do it. Hey, thanks so much for being a part of Gorilla Discipleship. Tim and I love mm-hmm. talking with you. We want to hear back from you. As Tim always says, you can make comments in the in, uh, the bottom here at the screen. You can also email us, kbaker at oakdale.church. T. Parker at oakdale.church. And uh, we'll see you next week. 